Welcome to In the Schools, a podcast dedicated to telling the story of the people who make the Montpelier-Roxbury Public School District an amazing place to grow, learn, and work. We strive to reach our vision of creating caring, creative, and equitable communities that empower all children to build on their talents and passions to grow into engaged citizens and lifelong learners. In today's podcast, we hear from Kiana Bromley, the MHS theater teacher, and Sophie Gustafson, I should have practiced that before, (laughs) actor in the upcoming Little Mermaid production. In this interview, Kiana and Sophie give a sneak peek into what's in store for their audience with this spectacular show. I see a boat being made in the theater Mm -hmm. and all, or I should say ship being made in the theater. So it sounds pretty exciting. Kiana, Kiana and Sophie, welcome. Thank you. So let's start with you, Kiana. All right. How about you start telling us a little bit about this particular show and what you're excited about? Yeah. So we are doing um, Disney's production of The Little Mermaid, which is based on the based on the original movie that we that many of you have probably seen. But it has morphed into there's also a Disney's Little Mermaid Broadway version. So it's it's that version of it. It's a little different. There's a couple new songs. There's oh, a cool. different ending. Oh, I wonder if that's going to be a problem for some small children. It might be. It might be. In fact, that's my biggest like announcement to the community (laughs) before you come in is that our production is our own. Um, And that even though it's connected to a story you know very well, uh, we, we have our own take on it. In fact, we have our own concept Um, where we're really exploring through our production this idea of breaking free from expectations. And so Ariel, who I have next to me, (laughs) Ariel lives under the sea and under the sea, the entire, everyone that lives under the sea is expected to be extremely like loud and flashy and bold all the time, no matter who you are, that's the expectation. And Ariel doesn't really fit into that. And Eric, Prince Eric on land, he lives in this really like cold, corporate, rigid world where he feels really confined and he doesn't fit in there. And so the whole, the kind of, as you see it, you'll see these two characters feeling uncomfortable um, with the expectations that they have and they they essentially find each other and find themselves. Um, but we have, it's a little different to watch. So it's going to surprise some people, our different interpretations of those two different worlds. Um, but we have 39 members of our cast from seventh through 12th grade. And we have another it's kind of a moving number, but our crew uh, is somewhere between 15 and 20 kids at any given moment um, and probably growing with some hair and makeup artists that will join us. But we've got um, this is seventh through 12th graders in the show. Oh, I have so many questions after that. How much leeway do you get when you have like a scripted for it? Because you purchase yeah. it. Yes. Right? I would assume. We have very little leeway in terms of the script. Um, and we use the script. We built our concept off of the script. We use the words from the script. We use the music from the script, like everything that is there. Um, what what our work is and what our actors work and our customers is how does that what does that visual look like? And then when you have this storyline as an actor, um, your inter- your interpretation or your delivery of a line might be different knowing that like that concept around you or knowing that set of experiences or circumstances that you have. So it's no different in the sense that the script from the Broadway musical is the same and the music is there. And so it's not We can't go that far off, Mm -hmm. but the world in which you see Ariel um, and that you see Prince Eric, the visuals of it make a big impact until how you interpret the Mm -hmm. story and how you like the message you take away. It's not that far off from what you would take away in the real one, but it's just a different visual representation that impacts the way the actors then tell the story. Um, 
mostly with just their delivery and how they're, you know, their body language and how they're interacting and their staging is a little different. Okay. So you've been working, you also mentioned this, it's 7th through 12th graders. And you've been working hard to build this theater program Mm -hmm. over the last couple of years. So what types of things are you doing to get more kids involved? Because when you were a 7th grader, Sophie, you probably may have had options at 7th grade, but not here with high schoolers. There was an 8th grade musical, which you picked up. Luckily, because mm-hmm. oh, you we, were that class, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> and um, so that was the only there's there's no middle school theater other than that. And then fifth grade, we had some weird random, but it was really fun. But a random little <laughs> production about the Revolutionary War that we wrote our song is with and yeah. Evan Primo, and that was really fun. Oh, but, that's awesome! Yeah, now it's seventh through twelfth, which is exciting. Definitely makes the cast bigger, which is yeah, really fun. Yeah, and we have some really, really talented uh, seventh and eighth graders mm-hmm. in the show. We always do. Anytime last year we did too, uh, which was our first year with seventh and eighth yeah. graders in the musical. And this is our second year with seventh and eighth graders in the cast. Mm-hmm. And what a great bridge into the oh, high school yeah, world, totally. right? Yeah, yeah. And then we're really excited. A lot of those, you know, we had some of those students come up and join us in the ninth grade crew this year. And then we'll have another. It's really nice to have that continuity mm-hmm. um, and to know, know kids as they come up. We still have, there's still, um, I would say there's a lot of uncharted waters into getting the word out at the middle school. I think of, mm-hmm. of this uh, programming at the, with the seventh through 12th graders. We did a little bit, we did our best, but I think there's still some room right. <laughs> to better advertise that opportunity to seventh and eighth graders. Yeah. As with any um, new venture. As with any new venture. Yeah. Um, but some of the other ways that we're trying to grow the program um, are not just in the after school piece, but we I have two classes. I have a technical theater and an, two acting classes, one semester one and semester two. And I'm trying to really build those as kind of additional opportunities so that it's not all in the, you have to be available after school from Tuesday to right. Friday, because that can be a lot. And uh, many students can't participate in that because they have mm-hmm. other after school or work or, or things that um, prohibit them from being able to participate consistently. Um, And this year we're coming back for year two. We're really excited to come back to UES and we're performing another children's theater production during the day in March. Um, So we're working on some kind of like theater education, outreach and connecting theater and trying to build like the communities, um, our like school community across like our love for theater and for performing arts and and kind of keeping that visible. So we're excited to go back to UES on March 30th. All right, Sophie, your turn. So Sophie, tell us a little bit about how you got involved with theater. Yeah, so I did, I've gone to Lois Lake for every year since I was probably four. I'm a counselor there now. And for two weeks of like every summer since I was eight, I think, until I was about 13, I did their music art and drama program, which was a two week just focus on a show. And then we performed for the whole camp and our parents at the end. Um, and I think that was really like a special experience for me. Those, the counselors that ran that camp were just really amazing people and really excited about theater and art. And so that made me excited about theater and art. Um, and then after that, the eighth grade performance we did of Beauty and the Beast, which was with Kiana, that was really fun. But I would say that ninth grade, um, we did Grease and I was in that as like an ensemble featured dancer and then teen angel. So I kind of got a taste of like every aspect of being in a show, like actor wise, like being in just big group scenes, dancing, and then also having like the opportunity to sing and be heard as like a soloist. Um, And I think that got me really excited about every part of acting in theater, like whether it be a main role or 
in the ensemble or just dancing, like all of it was just super fun. Um, and then sophomore year, we had a less of an actual performance. It was a little Zoom uh, musical. And I think having that sort of like withdrawal from such a big and fun and colorful and bright show to like, we're watching a YouTube premiere with my family. And it's <laughs> awesome that we tried and put in the energy. I think that was really like, oh, this is important to me. And I didn't get a chance to be in all, either production um, last year just because junior year and I was also in teen jazz. Uh, so being in it this year has just been super exciting and a super like not new, but like different experience from all the dancing that I've done previously. Um, yeah, it's just been really fun to make the space for it. and be with those people. You're a dancer. I am. I mean, I, I was in teen jazz for three years, which is like a dance company at Contemporary Dance and Fitness Studio in town. Um, and it's really fun. It's just a lot of time. Yeah, my daughter's a dancer. It's a lot of time. And <laughs> <laughs> once I think I think once you realize that it's not the thing forever, mm -hmm. you kind of you don't lose the love, but you lose the motivation. Right. And so this year it was it was definitely a difficult decision but it was also the right one um i i really wanted to sing and do music more because that was something i was thinking about doing in college so with like mask i also was doing vocal lessons and youth opera and just like and all like the music festivals winooski valley i'm going to winooski jazz in the next two days like taking the opportunities that i just really couldn't when i was dancing upwards of 10 hours a week uh -huh. Awesome. And now you're singing as Ariel yes, I am. in The Little Mermaid. So what's the hardest aspect of the role and what's the part you're enjoying? Yeah, so uh, same as in the movie, Ariel trades her voice uh, to get legs and she happens to have legs for the entire act two. Wait, are you in a mermaid like out? No. Like are your legs? It's, I don't think so. I don't I haven't seen my beautiful mermaid skirt. Okay. I, I don't okay. actually I have no idea. Yeah, I just haven't know, seen them yet. They're no, not done yet. Because I just <laughs> I have a pantsuit on land, so that's what I've tried on. Um, but I have legs, so I also thus don't have a voice for basically all of act two, which um means I memorize my lines for that real quick, but also that um I like you have to act with your body and your face rather than your words which is harder mm -hmm. um and also olin duggan who's playing eric is very funny and not having anywhere to put the energy of like wanting to laugh at him into my words uh is it's definitely difficult to not laugh at him sometimes <laughs> I think we should have had him on the podcast yeah, it's not a retort uh, <laughs> i know well he's okay with me saying it. but it's very true I'd say the best part is that though, is working with Olin and Jojo and all of the people, Koya, Sophia, Gabe, it's just so awesome. Emmett, like, it's just people that I don't necessarily get to spend a lot of time with otherwise. And like having this thing to work together towards is really cool. And they're all just like incredible. The other thing that's really cool about doing like theater, real theater, not online theater again, is that the, like seeing everything like, become real 
and not just like on a piece of paper on the Google Docs and like seeing the sets really come to life and all of the work that everyone's putting in like and suddenly we're like actually singing the harmonies for Kiss the Girl and it's like oh my gosh like that was not there two days ago or two weeks ago and I think it's really awesome to just see that grow and grow with everyone until like our final production so and who um does all the the kids do the sets yeah a, and costumes and yeah it's a combination um I have a couple student leaders that kind of navigate and push for different areas of our technical components um they work with me i'm the technical director as well so we we have a couple once a week we meet the production team and we mm -hmm. talk and we move those forward but we have um lots of students then help create those pieces so a lot of it comes in from planning and then lands in people's yeah. lap and people pick it up and and kind of create the pieces uh the technical theater class helps as well on top of all of that mm -hmm. yeah you mentioned koya and didn't koya do some of the uh, outfits for yeah, the costumes for Oliver. She did, and she's our um, she's the we call her our character lead. So she's the student lead on costumes, hair, and makeup. That um, is an excellent role. Yeah, yes. character lead, which she is such a fun. Better than all. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's got her work cut out for her. We have you know thirty nine students in the cast, yeah, and that's then lot. they wear multiple costumes each. Right. So you can imagine it's like a hundred costumes. Some of them, a lot of them, a lot of them are made for this show particularly because yeah. under the sea, you know, we don't, we're not walking around in those clothes. Right. Um, and then a number of them are also purchased, borrowed, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So there's a, a mixture in there, but it's it's going to be fun to see. Yeah, the beauty really of the theater community. Yes. <laughs> you know, borrow from each other. Um, so where do you hope to see the uh, theater theater at MHS in the next ten years? Um, <laughs> I think that one, one of my next, um, what's like goals, one of my next goals for the theater program is really to create more opportunities for the community in Montpelier and in the surrounding towns of Montpelier to interact more closely with the theater program, um, so that parents and families, um, can, and other community members, um, know that it's here for them to either see more shows or to engage in them, to help out and bring their expertise and their talents here. Um, cause I always run into people on the streets and they're like, oh, I'm a, I, I was in mask when I was in high school or, oh, I used to do theater or I'll have a parent come up to me and say, yeah, I was the stage manager for all of my shows and haven't done it since. And gosh, I miss it. And, um, so I think there's a lot of opportunity to expand what we're growing right now, which is our kind of our core, you know, we're, we're, we're fixed, we're working on and trying to make sure we have a really solid core, um, program here in building and extending towards the middle school. And and now, and then in 10 years, I hope that we have been able to kind of turn that light outwards and figure out who can, who's attracted to the light, <laughs> like moths, you yeah. know, and who, and who could we involve and give them a place to tie in. Awesome. Too. All right, well, tell us all the details about the show. Where can we buy tickets? How much? What are the dates? The bells. Oh, the bell's going to ring. Um, the tickets. Okay, so we've got uh, the show is February 16th, 17th, and 18th at 7 o'clock. And then on the 19th, there is a 2 o'clock matinee, which is our final performance. So there's four days in which you can come see it. The tickets can be sold, on, or they are being sold online already. Um, and then we're hoping we won't sell out. So there's some tickets at the door. <laughs> but you never know. That would be a good thing. I know that'd be a good, good thing. Problem. But I do like to have, we'll have a couple tickets. Yeah. But um, if you are at all anxious, please buy our tickets ahead of time so that you know you have them. You can find that link if you go through the MRPS website and find the Mask Theater page. There's links there. It's also in all of the school newsletters and on posters around town with QR codes. So 
um, or you're welcome to reach out and we can pass you that link. And tickets are $15 for general admission and $10 for students and staff and students can be students of any age. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, I can't wait. Are you doing it here in the high school during yes. the day at all? Oh, no, we're not doing it during the day. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to do the full production. It's kind of a big, it takes a lot of time to get ready. Or it right, takes right. us three hours yeah. just to get all ready oh, to start. Ready to um, and uh, it, we only have the rights for four shows. So we're going to do four shows. <laughs> Got it. There's some pieces there. All right. <laughs> so a big thank you to Kiana and Sophie for taking the time out of their day to talk with me. We're looking for full houses at each of these performances. And what a great night of family-friendly entertainment. Break a leg to Sophie and all of our actors and crew. Anna Hipko produces in the schools. Join us next time to hear from other MRPS community who are doing just simply amazing things. Till next time, stay strong, Montpelier Roxbury.